Good morning, folks. Thank you. As uh, Audrey warmly greeted you, the first service of today, and uh, see familiar faces. And uh, those of you who are not so familiar with us, we also want to get to know you. Huh? Don't try to siam, Ken. Uh, we know you go by different doors to go out, though very hard to identify you. But try to make an effort to know us, and we happily, uh, the pastoral team, are glad to meet you, especially on a Sunday like such. Amen? All right, this morning, I'd like to share a meditation with you. <clears throat> Entitled is, God is a God of Fresh Starts. Uh, just remind me how you know, we see the freshness in the Lord as we come before Him each day. And then, uh, just like to do this as an intro, that I came across the conversation between two strangers uh, at the cross path of the street. They met. One is a believer, and the other is a seeker, maybe searching for the Lord. So the conversation goes like that. The seekers were asking the stranger, Hey folks, you're going to church? Yeah? What are you going to do in church? As the seeker asked, Well, to worship God. Lah. You know? Then come the next question the seeker had, Is your God big or later? Well, a very cheap theological question. Is your God big or small? And I like the beautiful answer from the Christian, the believer is, oh, he is both. How can that be, the seeker said? Well, let me tell you, the God is so great, the heaven of heavens cannot contain him. But yet, he is so little, can dwell in your heart today. Amen. And so here we are, folks, worshipping God in the greatness. As the summit described in Psalm 50 verse 10, He is the owner of every animal of the forest. His mind belongs to the Lord. And every cattle in the thousand hills belongs to Him. Well, when you look at the scenery, the, the say, the world has today is a beautiful world. And that belongs to God, folks. And look at the beautiful life that God has given to us. And also, we belong to Him. So He is both in a very fast kind of situation, and yet small enough, or little enough, to dwell among us. Amen? So our God is a very personal God, that He knows you. He knows whether you are singing or not, Audrey. Audrey doesn't have to tell you. You know whether you are paying attention in worship or not. Uh, we can't deceive the Lord. And things like that. I'm sure the list can go on. I'm sure you and I will know. As I always examine my life's honesty before the Lord too. So here we are this morning again. Continue with the attitude of worship. Praising Him. As the Lord has given us the opportunity to do so. I pray that this morning a very special encounter for you to meet God. And not only on this Sunday, every time you come into a presence, the ministry of the Lord, a presence, especially after Easter, we sense the resurrected Lord with us. 
that were worshipping a living God, not someone that's stationed in one place or something else. But He dwells in all our hearts together. So with that, may I invite you to pray with me? Let us pray. Lord, we open our hearts to you to recognize and to acknowledge of your greatness before us. We know you are in that greatness and also in that little personal relationship that we can have with you this day. And we want to thank you for your presence in all ways with us. And so we pray at this moment of meditation, your Spirit Himself, you will bring your word to us, convict us, challenge us, and remind us of your goodness before us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And the Lord has drawn me to you and share something on the Isaiah text, uh, meditation based on the Isaiah 40, verse uh, 40, 31, a very familiar text which says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew the strength, they will soar on wings like eagles, they will run and not weary, they will walk and not faint. Uh, it's a beautiful picture of how we come to the Lord, be kind of challenged, renewed, so-called recharged even by Him, uh, in the way that we continue our life, ministry with him. And uh, a few days ago, I came across this uh, publicity, uh, flashing in the TV or even in straight time. Talk about this ministry called the High Point Community Services Association. Uh, really, this is the first time I get to know them. In short, it's HCSA, <coughs> Community Service, which started in the year 1996. It's a kind of halfway house situation for those who are recovering from drug addicts or ex-offenders. The program that I focused on, it was talk about the publicity for these uh, folks, the ex-offenders. They were introduced to go into the computer literacy program. You help them, the ex-offenders, to learn about the digital skill and also open up more opportunities for the employment and in the work market. So this uh, parliamentary uh, secretary for social and family development, uh, so-called minister, Mr. Eric Chua, was there to launch this program. And let me quote what he said in his speech to the group. He said, the refreshing skill can help keep these offenders or ex-offenders out of jail. And so they can use the training to find work immediately. Furthermore, According to Mr. Chua, it is a key component in rehabilitation and for the reintegration into society by these uh, folks there. And so with the financial stability, these uh, ex-offenders will be able to be better to rebuild their lives and take care of themselves and their families and even make contribution back to the society. And so it's a really something, a restart program for these ex-offenders uh, as they continue to live the new lease of life before them. So this is really a worthwhile program for these folks as they turn over a new lease of life today. And I'm glad that right on there were a lot of volunteers that have been doing 
the voluntary work release HCSA program with others offenders uh, that were out of jail and so on. And I like the way they put to them that you have the digital literacy skill be given to them. And I look at myself, I think many of us do need that. You know why? Let me tell you why. Just two nights or a few nights or maybe three nights ago, while watching TV news, my TV suddenly came up with something. And I don't know what I did. I still cannot figure what I did. And I put the word OK. When the word OK goes, what happened? TV no more song. I say, hey, what happened? I want you to watch the news. The picture was there. The people are talking, but no volume. I thought I muted the TV, but no. Just no sound. It's like a silent movie. Well, what a joke, I think. All the day, I want you to watch the news at this moment. So I try the next day. The TV still doesn't work. In fact, I called out Singtel to help me. The guy said, maybe you need to change your box. Okay, I tried to find out. But thank God that only like two nights ago, I managed to call up our son, one of our sons, who happened to have FaceTime with us. So sitting there with him and my wife, we told, hey, do you realize that my TV today cannot watch? They say, Daddy, what do you do? What do I do? I just clicked something. Huh? <laughs> say, can you find out? I say, I, I show you what I did. Huh? So... After five minutes of checking here and there, hey, you know, folks, it works, you know. So I told him, when before I click it off, the word Bluetooth came out. Oh, that's your problem, Daddy. You know it's a problem? I don't know what's a problem. <laughs> I still don't know the problems. But you have to switch it off. And true enough, at that moment, I switch it off or click yes, volume came back. Wow, what a relief, folks. So I look at this program, not only good for the ex-offenders, it's good for people like me. And folks, they don't laugh, it can be good for you too. You, know? <laughs> you tell me your experience, all right? But we, we want to thank God for this kind of reminder that the society has provided help for people to restart or refresh their life once again. I think in the goodness of God, we see how God has come to us. The Bible has revealed to us that God always shows His same compassion. That as we walk with Him in our daily walk and spiritual discipline, we still remember how we've been sinners, saved by His grace. We are not far from those ex-offenders, folks. As someone pointed out, our sin has not been found out only. But yet, in the eyes of God, we are all sinners saved by the grace of God. And He is always interested in the welfare and well-being that we are having today. And so even we learn from Jesus Himself, the ministry, the Lord never rejects people. In fact, He welcomed all those who came to Him for healing, for counsel, for love and for care. And above all, you realize He showed great love even to children. That's the way that God has come to us and approached us individually. And the great story is found in the story of the particular son 
Luke chapter 15, the Bible gives a beautiful picture of how this prodigal son left the home when there was a beautiful ending of the reunion of the father and son all together. And there was great celebration that the son that was lost was found. So a great reminder of ourselves, for us, that one we are lost, but now we have been found by the Lord himself. So there will be joy really in heaven if those who are saved by the grace of God. So you will never know how God works in the hearts of man and woman today. Yes, he's a great God. But let's open our heart to him. He loves to come into our heart and to dwell among us. So it's heartening to know how the ex-offenders found a new lease of life even to this help given by the community. As I turn to the text in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, as mentioned to you just now, the text, there is this kind of reminder for us that those who wait upon the Lord, the Lord will kind of renew their strength and strengthen them. It's a beautiful relationship to see how God come into our life to do something for us. According to Drew Hunter, uh, as I read his article, he's a pastor teacher, wrote a beautiful series of 12 articles by the name of called Drew Hunter. And he makes a uh, great reference to the text in Isaiah 40, verse 31 in which I want to kind of share with you what he has written here, that he reminded us in this text, they who wait, I mean, the other version will say, they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You know the eager birds, his great stalling in the air, with sharp eyes, able to detect the food that he wanted, or she wanted, from far distant, and got it there. So here is a promise. We put it, the promise of supernatural renewed strength by God to those of us who are weak and weary. And compared to the way that the eagle, you see the, the setup of the eagle with wings flying in the air, is no challenge to him or the birds here. And you'll notice the background, as I had to try to put it, the Israelites who first received this promise of going to the promised land, they may take a longer period to going, but during their waiting and the journeying to the promised land, they have gone through hardship, worn out, and they make complaints more than praising to God. Because the energy was running out. As the thought here puts, they may thought that God has forgotten them or have neglected them and left them alone. Perhaps that will be the cry of many of us. Where are you, God, when I need you? That kind of situation the Israelites were facing here. They were all exhorted. And burden with circumstances of life, and no water, no food, worried this and that. They just feel weak in the body and also weak in the spirit. 
how could they enjoy the hard circumstances of life any longer? It seems like they are losing out steam. That's the background they need to hear from Isaiah, from the Word of God. Don't forget, God can come into your life and bring you back to a situation. And then Isaiah responded to them. He said, have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not grow faint or weary. Just a few verses before verse 31. The same chapter in Isaiah 40, verse 28, will say, The Lord is the everlasting God, the God of the ends of the earth. He does not grow faint or weary. Trust Him, folks. This could be a lesson for us. That many of us have been following the Lord, hearing Him, knowing His goodness, but may come to a time that we feel weary, tired, losing out steam, feel like giving up. The load that you are carrying now is very heavy day after day. Are you going faint? Faint in the sense that you get weak, perhaps losing even your appetite, lack of sleep, losing the interest of God and His Word and the ministry and the fellowship and the worship. The candle, the light of the candle is steaming up. No more fire within you. But let us take note, folks. God doesn't. He is the everlasting God. He will never grow faint or weary before us. Here the articles are read, reminded us that God is an endless source of energy. His giving is generous. He gives power to the faint. Though without strength, He increases strength, including your youth and the young men. Verse 29. They also can get weary. He gives strength to the weary and increases the weak, I mentioned here in the text even among the youth or the young men. For he is God, the ever strong and never weary ones, love to help the weak and those who are weak or growing weak, weaker each day. God's greatness is not just that he is strong, unlike that, but he is strong for us. God's greatness is not just that he is strong, but that He is strong for us. God's glory is not just that He has power, but that He loves to use it to help those who are weak. God only not have His power, but He loves to use that power to help the weak. And this is a quote by Drew Hunter. God is not too great to care. He is too great not to care. God is not too great to care, but He is too great not to care. In other words, you can't escape the eyes of the Lord, especially when you're weary and growing thin and fine. Maybe moving out from Him, use the word backsliding, burn out. 
The God is seen so far away. The God is not too great to care, but He too great not to care. So it's time for us to make a reflection with this question. But what does it mean? How do we receive it? How do you receive the care of God again? So in all our awareness, then how do we get this strength? Uh, this is where Isaiah comes in. With Isaiah 40.31. But knowing that our human body has our limitations. I know we can't deny it. But we have been told lately, those who got even vaccinated four times a while, still got now COVID. The question is, when is my turn? <laughs> that could be the thing. The human body is ever weak before the Lord. We are bombarded with many things, emotional needs, physical needs, intellectual needs, and so on. But here Isaiah has this assurance to us that those who wait upon the Lord shall be renewed by the Lord in His strength. And so this is a great answer for us that those who hope in the Lord will renew the strength they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So folks, commit this verse to your memory. It's an encourage for us that when you're weak, you know you can be strong in the Lord. This isn't about doing our part and asking God to do the rest. But actually, God's greatness is not just that He's strong, but He's strong for us. Definitely, we have our limited strength and limitation. But only when we cling on to the Lord that we will have this strength. We are not also showing God how strong we are and asking Him to give us a bit more. No, but we have to admit that we don't have the strength that we need. We acknowledge that we need the strength only He can give. As we wait for Him, which is more than just passing time. Waiting in the sense that you see the goodness of God fuel us whenever we go to Him. In fact, in the Hebrew words, according to this, the writer would say, it is a sense of hopeful expectation that God will not let you down as we allow the Lord to renew us. It is a hopeful expectation. As we know, as Christians, we look to Jesus, who has said to us, Come to me, all you who are labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Jesus knows our situation. In Matthew 11, 28, He will give us the rest. Take my yoke upon you, He said, and learn from me that I am gentle and humble in heart, that you find rest in your souls. And so, folks, remember, Jesus has already carried the load for us, especially the sin, the judgment, all the way to the cross. 
and we just remember him to the Passion Week. And the scripture has given us the assurance that he rose again, sent his spirit to empower us, especially the, after the Easter Sunday, to strengthen all our weaknesses. And now we truly can look to him and wait for him to work ultimately the day when Jesus will return to us, that all things will be made in his order. It's a beautiful picture of that we will end well. Provided your walk with Him is consistent, faithful, exciting, and challenging. So here we learn, in a way, a lesson, that we need to know and believe and trust God that in every situation, He knows us. He will comfort us. He will deliver us. He will make us strong especially when we are weak. When they are weak upon the Lord, He will give a refreshing start, a new experiences altogether can draw you closer to Him. And be assured, He will be with us forever. It's a wonderful ending, folks. He not only just renewed us day by day, but He will be with us to the end for we will be with him to eternity. I believe just so because we have just celebrated Easter Sunday, the resurrection of Jesus, that there is no death but life after that, together with God. And it will be good to see how we can end our journey on earth with a beautiful testimony that God has been faithful and we can be faithful to him. Let me close with this story. Testimony of West Bishop. Now, this is not a real bishop. It's just a name in the Western world. By a family name, West Bishop. According to Max Lucado, as I pick up the story from his book, that he was a personal friend of Max himself, a very warm, friendly person. A person that you would like to have next to none in a situation, and he likes ice cream. Like for, four, for 35 years, he kept the same job. Very faithful worker. A family man, loved his wife, children, and also three grown-up grandchildren. And he was a pillar in a town in Texas, in a small town in Texas. He served the church, they never miss a day of work until the few months ago, according to the story, that he was diagnosed and down with brain cancer. What a setback, right? Went for operation. However, the cancer came back, and it was a matter of weeks. He became immobile. They at home, we needed the hospice care. So the family members got to take turn to care for him. In fact, the loved ones would wish they could listen and talk to him continually. But he couldn't. Then one early in the morning, at around 1 a.m., it was said the youngest son heard him talking. But it was a prayer. 
Her prayer was, Jesus, I thank you for the life you've given me. You have been good to me. And I want to know when you're ready to take me, I'm ready to go. What a faithful servant. Praying the prayer. Asking the Lord when the Lord is ready, He is ready to go. And true enough, it turned out to be his final words to the family. Then a couple of days later, Jesus took him home to heaven to start a new beginning that will last for eternity. Folks, I pray with you that this faith that you and I have not just started yesterday or started yesterday, remain today, and will be with God forever. That we are all ready to meet the Lord in glory in the heavenly home. Fear no there, folks. I'm not trying to stir our fear. But here is a picture of how one who knows the Lord, seeing the goodness of the Lord, Lord and see his departure with the faith to meet the Lord. And let me quote what Max Lukaku say here, I want the kind of faith. Don't you? That's what Max put here in the ending of his story. The faith that turns to God in the darkest hour and praises God with the weakest body. Yet we know the same faith will take us through eternity. That it has been implanted in our lives, especially with the promises that God has for us, that we will be with Him now and forevermore. Do you want that faith? You need to come to Jesus, experience the saving grace of God in you. So I pray in your own way, say a prayer, that God, I need you, I know you, I know you can come into my heart and be my saviour and lead me to not only yesterday, but today, but to eternity. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we want to thank you for this reminder that we can always draw our strength for you, for you are the everlasting God full of grace and mercy and love that we can count on. So we pray for these dear ones who are here this morning and we put our hearts to worship you. That we know you hear our prayer, you hear our concern, and so now pray that you continue to speak to us and lead us through the continual in the worship service. In Jesus' name, our Lord, we pray. Amen. God bless.